The Tablet Show, Episode 73, with guest Miguel de Acaza. Recorded live Monday, February 4th, 2013. From thetabletshow.com, it's The Tablet Show. Conversations about developing software for tablets and other mobile devices with your hosts, Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. In this episode, Carl and Richard talk to Miguel de Acaza about the latest happenings at Xamarin. This episode of The Tablet Show is sponsored by Telerik, offering the best in developer tools and support. Online at telerik.com. And now, here are Carl and Richard. Thank you very much. Welcome back to The Tablet Show, Carl and Richard. Howdy. Tablets. What do you know? Mobile phones. All that good stuff. Java. Don't say that. I said it. It's we got Miguel on. It's all C sharp all the time. Java. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna say Objective C. Python. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. download stats for last year came out. Yeah. For .NET Rocks, twenty-seven point six million downloads. That's a lot of downloads. That's a lot of download. Our best year ever. Yeah, I'm excited. October was our best month. Which was the road trip month, too. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Funny. We also had a steady increase in uh, tablet show downloads. Growing and growing and growing. Growing and growing and growing by leaps and bounds. How many did we have for the tablet show? 1.25 million for last year. That's pretty good. That's not bad for the first, you know, 60, 70 shows. Yeah. And we started out slow and- It's accelerating. So, uh, let's just jump into Better Know Framework. What do you got? Got a good one today. It's an article called Diving Deep with WinRT in Await. Oh. And it's at tinyurl.com slash await deep dive. And uh, in looking it over, I thought it was really good at explaining, you know, the old stuff mm-hmm. and the new stuff and particularly how you can implement it and why you'd implement it and where to, you know, and some really good examples of uh, making UI responsive. And also talks about compiler transformations and uh, tasks and all of that stuff. So it's it's pretty in-depth, and I like it. Any surprises? Um, no, not for me. Now, you've been doing async await for a while, so WinRT just does async await, no big deal. Yeah, no, no big deal. But it is worth, it is a good read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Know it, learn it, love it. That's all you gotta do. Async's your friend in WinRT. Yeah, it's your friend everywhere now. Nice. Who's talking to us, Richard? I grabbed an email uh, from the road trip, actually. This is from Glenn Howes, who saw us in Albany. And in Albany, I believe we recorded the show with um, Mark Miller. Yeah. And he says, guys, I think the feature here is that hardware encryption is used to encrypt and decrypt data files automatically such that individual files on the phone are left encrypted when the phone is locked. In iOS, some files need to be kept unlocked by background processes, so this feature depends on individual developers to mark their applications documents appropriately, and it is only as strong as the user's passcode. Still, hardware encryption and decryption makes this fast enough to make this feature totally performant. And he's getting back to, you know, Mark's focus on how the UI interactions work and that, you know, when you start putting that kind of encryption stuff in place, you slow things down. Right. And so you got to use the hardware stuff. But if you're going to do that, then you have to follow the manifest rules to actually identify what needs to be encrypted when. 
Because the theory, once the phone is locked, everything can be encrypted. But when you've got background processes running, even if an app's in the background, sometimes you need files decrypted. Yeah, minor details. <laughs> you know, it's more know it, learn it, love it. Like, you've got to follow the rules for yeah, that gear. Absolutely. Glenn, thanks so much for your comment. A coveted Tablet Show mug is on its way to you. And if you'd like a Tablet Show mug, just write a comment on the website at thetabletshow.com. And with that, let me welcome back to the show, Miguel de Acaza. Miguel has directed the Mono project since its creation in 2001 and oversaw the launches of Mono's desktop, server, and mobile offerings at Novell. Before Mono, he started writing free software in 1992 and co-founded the GNOME project in 1997. In 99, Miguel co-founded Zimian with Nat. He also worked on the Midnight Commander, File Manager, Numeric, and the Linux kernel. He serves as an advisor at Stack Exchange. He's received the Free Software Foundation 1999 Free Software Award, the MIT Technology Review Innovator of the Year Award in 1999, and was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Innovators for the New Century in September 2000. Now, he's uh, all about Xamarin. Welcome back, Miguel. Oh, thank you for having me uh, again, guys. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure. And congratulations, my friend. This is baby number two. This is baby number two, yes. Uh, good for you, 2. man. 2.0. Yes, yes. Okay, um, well, tell us about it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm very excited about uh, our new son, of course, and uh, and that's why I haven't received a lot of, uh, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep recently. Uh, yeah. But it's okay. Everything that we're going to go uh, talk about today, I've been doing for a long time. So I got the material under control. Awesome. Well, you are, are sort of the the quintessential the tablet show guest here we'd like to catch up with you from time to time because your company Xamarin uh, is is doing very important things in this space and I might venture to say probably the most important company in this space oh thank you thank you guys uh, well we'd like to thank that and uh, we're, we're still very big believers in C sharp as a language hmm. um, and the dotnet and you know the .NET world as a as a fantastic platform for doing mobile apps. In particular, all this business with async is uh, is is an incredibly good fit for for mobile development. So we're very excited. We're looking forward to launch our products with async in the future. So have you actually implemented async await in our mono for Android and mono touch? So they're implemented. Uh, we actually launched uh, the core features of Mono with Async and Await in October of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, but the but making bringing those to the mobile platform takes a little bit more of time, uh, mostly because it was a relatively large change in Mono, and uh, and we basically have to upgrade our stack from the from the previous version of Mono to the new one. So mm -hmm. it just takes a little bit of time to get it right. And and even if we got the functionality in place, you want to make sure that the IDE supports it, that you can set breakpoints, that that sort of thing works. So um, so it's just taking a little bit of time. But we we've handed out previous already uh, for both Mono uh, for for Mono Touch and Mono Droid uh, to our developers. Um, so. Yeah, so you, it's available as a beta now, uh, but we're hoping to launch the final version at our Evolve conference in April. Uh, I think it's the second week of April um, is when we launch our full async support. Uh, and that means not only uh, the language features, but also making some of the iOS and Android APIs async ready. So a lot of the things that today you use, you would typically launch a thread or do on the background, that sort of thing. We're just going to integrate directly with the with the with the C sharp basing at the language level, so we're very excited about that piece. Really, 
taking a look at iOS and Android APIs and uh, and making them async friendly. Because under the hood, you've got to now speak to the way that iOS and Android actually do asynchronous execution and callbacks. Like that, that's not a simple thing to wrap up. Uh, you're correct, but uh, I have to say, kudos go to the Microsoft designers because they uh, they actually thought this uh, they thought this very well. Uh, there's this thing called the synchronization context, and uh, and it's this object that you pass around. Uh, when you need to to queue things on a certain thread. So what is very nice about the way that async works with iOS, in our case with iOS and Android, is that if you use async uh, or you wait on and you wait on an object from the UI thread, uh, the response will be delivered on the UI thread. And mm-hmm. this is um, and this is happens by magic almost. Mm. Um, <laughs> it happens because we're creating. Uh, UI kit specific synchronization context. What is nice is that if you use Apple's own, uh, they have this their own queuing system and thread system called uh, dispatch queues. If you use dispatch queues uh, and you call a wait or, uh, or you await an expression, it will actually be queued on your dispatch queue. So if you're a background task running in a dispatch queue, all of your callbacks will be invoked on that exact queue. So it's a, it's a very nice, I, I think that we've done a very nice mapping of those two. Do you think Apple and um, Java could learn from uh, the async await keyword as to how to make their queuing better? Well, uh, so certainly the language innovation is what I think is the nicest piece about uh, about async. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, it's the, the language is really what makes it Fantastic. And it, it's curious because when you talk to other people and you say, well, C Sharp has async, uh, a lot of the responses like, well, so does JavaScript, so does C, so does everybody. Right. And it's clear that people haven't really looked at C Sharp async. I think I think that uh, I think that people hear the word C Sharp when they hear C Sharp async, they think you can do asynchronous operations in C Sharp. They don't understand right. really the power of a wait. They they haven't seen it. So a lot of people, when you mention C Sharp pacing, those that are not familiar with C Sharp just assume, oh, it's the same stuff that I'm doing in my language. Right, that it couldn't possibly be any better than what we've got. Right. Yeah. They don't know that it's, you know, it's orders of magnitudes better than anything they've used before. So certainly the languages could learn, and, and I'm sure that a lot of the languages will eventually converge into bringing that. I mean, uh, even C++ now has lambdas, right? Yeah. So uh, there's definitely a lot of cross-pollination happening now. Uh, languages that used to be sort of static languages and, and would be set in stone for decades at a time now seem to be evolving very quickly. You know, on the other hand, does um, iOS do anything uh, particularly well that C-sharp developers or even the language could grow and learn from? Um. It's hard to find something that Objective C does better than C sharp. Um, it's hard. I mean, they have probably the one feature that Objective C has is that essentially the object system is is uh, is a library, right? So it's very easy to go and patch and modify the object system to do different things or dynamically change the behavior. Um, I'm not sure it's a great practice, but it allows for some interesting hacks to yeah. take place. And I mean hacks in uh, you know clever uses of the runtime. Um, I would say they're probably on the difficult to maintain side of the house, so I don't think it's, it's, it's great for everybody. Uh, but if I were pressed to say what is good about Objective-C, I would probably say that is an interesting feature. Mm. Uh, 
but I do. I, I I still think that C sharp as a language is uh, an F sharp for that matter are many years ahead of anything that is out there in the industry. But it's also amazing that a lot of people just haven't learned C sharp in a long time. They they still think of C sharp as merely Java plus right uh, or Microsoft's Java. That's what I one I hear a lot. So yeah. I think that they will eventually learn. I mean, language designers are definitely not in that camp. So language designers are definitely looking at what's happening in in the C sharp world, in the you know, in the Scala world, F sharp. So those guys are definitely going to go and take a look and 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 uh, and bring it to the language. So I think that one day you might see these uh, technologies making into the other languages. It might take a few years, but I think it it will get there. The and although Apple has an interesting. Uh, framework similar to the task parallel library is nowhere as comprehensive as the TPL is. Mm. So, uh, so you, you know, I think that the, that this idea that helps you think in tasks, uh, that, that's like, this concept of the task is such a powerful one in the TPL yeah. and it lets you think in so many interesting ways that, uh, um, that, on, you know, we give uh, we bring a lot of these really good features to iOS and Android that are just not present there. They have they've have attempted a few things that are kind of similar in spirit, but they're really they were never really fully executed. Yeah, uh, which is a little bit of a shame. But uh, so I think that the resulting is a, is a fabulous blend. Is you get the best uh, out of uh, out of .NET and and you get to run on on two very popular frameworks. So Miguel, I I hear you're here to. Announce something. Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, um, so should we queue up the uh, the the fanfare? Well, you know when I when I come to an interesting scene when I'm reading a book to my daughter, I always go dun 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 dun. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? <laughs> All right. Well, that was perfect. That was perfect. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. You know, we've been doing a lot of soul searching, and by soul searching, I mean we've been listening to customers, um, or that's what my CEO tells me. No, no, we've been doing a lot. <laughs> You're switching to Java, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm out of here. I have to say, I'm an all language lover, so yeah, <laughs> it's true. Still love it. Um, you know, they got their things, their quirks, but um, um, anyways. I love languages. I really do. I really do. It just happens that C sharp is is the one that I like the most. But I love other guys. Sure. So uh, yeah, we actually did a lot of. Uh, we've we've been uh, we've been listening to a lot of to what people have been saying. Um, some people said, uh, "Hey, uh, your product is fantastic, but it's too expensive." And I'm a student, hobbyist, uh, just trying to learn a new platform slash you know a variation of those things. And uh, for the longest time, we've had a product that was, you know, it was priced as a commercial product and uh, we didn't really have a way for really hobbyists to get started. So we're fixing that. Uh, we're fixing that. We're making a, finally an, a free version um, of the products available for iOS and Android. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, we're very happy about that. So that's the first piece of news. Uh, we're also on the other side of the spectrum, spicing up our enterprise offering. Um, Enterprise developers do love their hotfixes. They do love their uh, immediate support. They do love uh, uh, urgent problems to be addressed uh, in the middle of the night. So we're expanding our uh, priority support. So mm -hmm. 
exchange for more money, we'll do more work for you. So, so we're kind of expanding on the two horizons. On the one end, want to bring everybody that really wanted to try C Sharp for free on their iOS and, and Android devices and publish their apps to the app stores or the whatever else they wanted. And on the other hand, and on the other side of the spectrum, we really want to make sure our enterprise people are happy. So um, is there anything different about the free product? Yes. Well, there's a limitation on the size. You cannot build very large applications. I see. Uh, so that's it. Um, and if you want to, if you want to go beyond uh, a relatively small app, then then you're gonna have to jump into our also newly priced indie product. Uh, so it's gonna be cheaper than what we had in the past. Uh, we've just taken out a few of the more uh, advanced features out of it, uh, like the LVM optimizing compiler. Wow. Or database adapters. But we'll, we, we basically the idea was how can we make this more accessible to people. Um, and uh, and at the same time, make sure that uh, that we're giving the proper support to our bigger customers. By the way, we uh, we love MVVM Cross, and oh. uh, we you know Richard and I were were just kind of wondering how come you guys don't buy that. <laughs> uh, well, it's an open source project. That's great, and it, it's it's a perfect uh, marriage with your tools, don't you think? And uh, I mean, like we announced earlier this uh, a couple of weeks ago, we. We are actually we're, we've actually jumped into a project to fully support a portable class libraries. I yeah. have to say, it took me a while to fully digest PCL. I think it was uh, from an implementer standpoint, it wasn't entirely straightforward. Mm. But I finally understand it. I finally know how this works, and uh, we're moving ahead with full support for the PCL. How, uh, how does it work, actually? Oh. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen House of Cards. All right, wait a minute. Let me get a bourbon so that you can explain it to me. <laughs> so there's some voodoo happening there is what I'm hearing. Actually not that sophisticated. It's just the devil is on the details and there's a lot of them. Uh-huh. Um, so that's it. I. It's one of those things that you do the best job that you can with the parameters that you have. Right. And. I think it's the best thing that could be done given the history of how different versions of .NET evolved. But that doesn't make me love it. It's, uh, it is what it is, yeah. so we'll support what it is. And I agree, it's the, it's the best thing that could be done. I wish I could go back in time 10 years and, uh, and, and plan this uh, a little bit better back then. But you right. know, it's, today, it's a status quo, and we're just going to support the status quo. So we've actually been working with the, uh, with the guys at Microsoft. They've been very, very helpful. And, uh, and uh, you know, we couldn't have done it without them being incredibly patient with us and explaining us how they did it and how it works. Because it's, um, you know, it's just a matter of lots of little details. So MVVM in particular takes a lot of... Uh, Works great if you use uh, if you use PCLs. So we're going to support PCLs for the purpose of better supporting the MVVM pattern. I take it you have a good relationship with Microsoft these days. Uh, I think we've always had a good relationship uh, with different parts of Microsoft because we've had always a pretty good relationship with the guys at DevDiv. Um, but we really don't know anybody at other groups. We don't really know anybody at the at the Xbox team, for example, or the live services team. So we've always had a relatively good relationship with those guys, uh, the developer division. This portion of the tablet show is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik. Hey, can you ever have too many free tools to complement your development skills? 
I didn't think so. So our friends at Telerik are giving you now more than 30 free products for application development, automated testing, agile project management, and content management. And we're talking free-free. Not a trial, not a demo, but free, complete products supported by a community of over 440,000 developers at Telerik Forums. From free ASP.NET AJAX, ASP.NET MVC, and Silverlight controls, to the free ORM solution and automated testing framework, to free agile management tools and content management systems, all of these and more are available to you for immediate download at Telerik.com slash free stuff. Most of the free products can be used for commercial purposes and give you access to supplemental support resources such as documentation and forms. Go to Telerik.com slash free stuff now and take full advantage of the available free of charge products. And don't forget to thank them for supporting the tablet show. So do you have any details in terms of uh, where we, we can just go to Xamarin.com to, to download these free versions? Uh, yeah. It's, it's that on- simple. Xamarin.com, and uh, if you click on the installer, you'll get the uh, you'll get the free version, or you know, we'll let you. We'll be very happy to take your money too. But we didn't end there. We we actually been working for almost a year now. Uh, what hap- What's what started as a, as we'll just do a series of improvements and we'll release them to the world. Kind of uh, started to snowball. Oh. So it, uh, and also some friends told us. You know this continuous release process that you guys have. It's very difficult to, um, unless you're keeping up with the weekly series of updates. It's very hard to know what has changed. So you guys are better off if you uh, bundle everything together and and announce all of these things at once. So um, one of the things that we did is we looked at our at our cross uh, our cross platform IDE uh, uh, mono develop and uh, and it has a number of ugly elements it's a little bit aged it's grown as an ide in the same way that a lot of software does which is organically we keep adding features to it until there wasn't really a theme to it and uh, so we actually worked with designers we actually took a step back we worked with designers uh, to completely revamp the ui of uh, of our of our ide and we came up with a plan to deliver this in, in three stages. Uh, we've completed the, the first two stages, and it looks gorgeous. I think it, it's a beautiful, beautiful IDE. Uh, I happen to like it more than Visual Studio, but, you mm. know, say I'm biased. Well, for what reasons? Well, I think that we went with, that we didn't really start. So the way that this design happened was that we actually, uh, we actually developed in, in, in Photoshop what we wanted the UI to look like. And we went through all of the different ways that we wanted the user interface to look like. And once we had uh, the desired look and feel, then we walked backwards and we, we started implementing. And as nice as Visual Studio is, it, it kind of continues on the same trend of, we'll add more features here and there, maybe we'll reskin it a little bit, uh, but it's essentially the same tool. And, uh, and in our case, uh, in our case what, we, what we did is, let's redesign the way that the IDE works. And uh, and we'll implement that. So we iterated a lot with designers uh, that actually were not even developers. That were just going for what is a pleasant font to use, what is a pleasant uh, color scheme, how do we do autocomplete in a more natural way, uh, that sort of thing. And we prototype a lot of these uh, uh, using paper. We prototype some of these with HTML uh, until we found the right approach. Uh, for the UI, and then we went and implemented it. So I, I, I do like a lot what we've done with the IDE. 
Um, now that being said, I'm not, you know, I, I love my product, but I understand that a lot of people are very deeply emotionally attached to Visual Studio. So we also completed our offering and now you can also use Visual Studio to create iOS applications. What? What? Yes. what? Yep, yep, what? yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you can use Visual Studio if you want to keep using Visual Studio. Wait uh, a minute. <laughs> Hold it. I got to get something to drink. <laughs> My world is collapsing. <gasps> what? Now, how do you do that? That's ridiculous. Oh, it's uh, it's ridiculous, and it's a lot of fun. It's um, awesome. It is awesome. Holy, wait a minute. I just got to stop here and think about this for a second. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ah, so essentially, Visual Studio is shelling out to your compiler instead of its own compiler. But everything else, the IntelliSense and all that, as long as you're using portable class libraries, are going to work okay. Is that right? That is correct. Makes sense. This compiler um, is just the last stage, the, the stage that compiles from, uh, from .NET bytecode to... Uh, to ARM assembly, we handle that piece. But you're using Microsoft Compiler, Microsoft IntelliSense, uh, ReSharper, if you're using ReSharper or whatever other plugins you have, uh, TFS, you know, all the stuff that people want to use Visual Studio for, you can still keep using that and we'll, we basically provide the iOS uh, features. Um, you get IntelliSense, you get nice code completion with documentation in place, um, all the good things that you expect. So wow. that is the listening to customers. Uh, people have been saying that, you know, they're very polite and they say they love our IDE, but could we please add Visual Studio support? So uh, so we did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how does Microsoft feel about that? Uh, I think they feel great. I mean, we already supported uh, Android development with Visual Studio and we're part of that partner program for extending Visual Studio. Uh, we've been we've been for a while. And this basically brings all together into a single ID. So now you can use Visual Studio to maintain your Windows uh, 8, Windows Phone, um, Android, iOS app from the same solution or Silverlight or ASP.NET. All of it can be hosted in the same solution and you can maintain it and run your unit tests uh, for all your platforms um, from the same IDE. So one solution for all. One solution to rule them all. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that is so cool. I, I'm, I'm still my. I'm still in shock over here. Well, we're very we're very excited about this launch. We're very very excited about this launch. Um, and also, you know, the free edition I think is going to make a lot of people start looking again at the uh, at C sharp. I hope that a lot of people. Come back and look at the, all the nice things that C Sharp has that uh, that really have evolved and branched out from its uh, humble origins. So, could we do an all free stack here? Use the Express edition of Studio with the free edition of Mono for Android, and and go right to work. No, you can't because remember that Express uh, oh, doesn't right. allow plugins. And That's it. Yeah, you have to buy a version of Studio to have plugins or add-ons, whatever it's called. And we do need to. There's like a simple add-on that you can use with Express, but mm -hmm. this one integrates really deeply. Uh, so yeah, there's no way that's going to work. Uh, that, yeah. There's no way that's going to work. Mm. But uh, you know, it's a step in the right direction. If, sure. if you have Visual Studio, um, now you can do iOS. So we're very excited about that. That's huge, man. I'm, I'm awestruck. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure MVVM Cross works in this way as well. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes, a whole point. it does. That said, we're still working on PCL, so PCL is still something under development, and today you have to resort to a handful of 
a couple of hacks if you want to use the MVVM cross setup uh, as described by Stuart Lodge. Right. Yeah, he said the first day you should have some strong coffee. Yeah, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll, we will make this uh, something that you can develop with, with just plain water, no coffee needed. Okay. For those. <laughs> That's good. So you got async and await in there. You got the portable class libraries on their way. Yeah, for Evolve, so basically for Evolve, we're launching the PCL and we're launching the uh, async support. Those two things launch in April. Everything else is launched now. You are amazing, my friend. Well, and it brings me to the last little things that we added. Uh, we created a, uh, a catalog that you can, um, for software components that you can use in your app. It's very similar to NuGet, uh, but, we, we, but NuGet was missing a few features that we thought were important, like... API documentation, samples, tutorials built into the IDE. So we added this support to both Visual Studio and our own uh, IDE, Xamarin Studio. And, uh, and the idea is just have a collection of very common custom controls that people can use, like signature pads, graphics, um, all kinds of little GUI things that people like, like creative menus and themes so you can restyle quickly your app. So if you don't like the way that your app looks, you just... You know, you add an add-on with the theme that you want, and uh, we restyle the app for you. So, very, very excited about the simplicity of development, both with our components and uh, the Visual Studio support that I, I'm sure that a lot of people will like. Yes, they will, including me. Um, an idea that I've had recently, and I don't know if this is possible or even desirable, but how about multimedia comments? I want to copy and paste the picture into comments or, you know, uh, through a link or something like that. Or maybe it's a you know an audio file of me describing what's going on, or maybe it's a document describing what's going on. But um, like it's a peeker. Yeah, like linked multimedia comments in code. I think would be a really cool feature. Mm, I am interested in your idea. Uh, we should definitely talk about that. You heard it here. <laughs> All right. On the tablet show, told Mark Miller, but I he sort of ignored it. So, <laughs> so there you go. Oh, yeah, well, we, we created this uh, thing, I think, called Xamarin Social. I don't know if it's exactly what you want, um, but every once in a while you want to, you, you have items that you want to share with social networks and um, and you want it with minimal fuzz. So we created this API that lets, lets you basically share your content, either pictures, images, videos, links, and, um, and the API works on all platforms. Uh, mm. So you say, hey, share this on Facebook, and I will share it on Facebook. Um, on iOS, we use the system services. On, on Android, we will roll our own, um, and so on. Uh, but the idea is that you use Xamarin Social, and you get to share, publish, email, whatever, all those things. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we like it. It's a, it's a nice thing. And of course, you can get it from our component uh, system. Yeah, and the, the reason I like multimedia comments is that you know there are some things that you have to see the big picture and you have to see, you know, when you're looking at code, sometimes it's very hard to lose that. It's very easy to lose it. You know, I'd like to see a diagram of how, you know, where this fits in the process or something yep. like that. Even, you know, linking to it would be great, but to to be able to, you know, have it right there in the comments and collapse it in Visual Studio, of course, in the text editor, just be a link. Oh, so you mean in the code, I see. Yeah, in the comments. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. So some sort of protocol that, you know, says this is an embedded image, blah, 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 it just turns into XML in a text editor, but in Visual Studio, you know, Visual Studio will go out, get the picture, put it right in the comments. 
Uh, all right, all right, all right. You yes. come to me when you need ideas, man. <laughs> I'll definitely come to you. Yes, so it's definitely not what we're doing. Okay. It's definitely a different thing. Well, this is fantastic, Miguel, and uh, thanks for telling us on The Tablet Show. We feel honored. Well, it's, it's a pleasure talking to you guys. So you got to tell us a little bit more about Evolve. So this is the uh, starting April 14th in 2013 in Austin. Yes, this is our first conference. Uh, there's been a number of mono-based conferences over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, they were mostly about the open source effort. And there's, right. of course, the Monkey Space organization that is running events in the U.S. and, and I think now Europe. Uh, but it's more about the broader .NET ecosystem. So... It's about the open source .NET movement. Um, some of it is mono, but some of them are libraries for .NET or other implementations of of IDEs and things like that. So Monkey Space kind of has a bigger charter. Evolve is a conference very much focused on C Sharp on the mobile space, so Windows Phone, Android, iOS, and uh, and how to advance C-sharp in that space. Um, so it's very, very specific. It's, it's not the broader uh, universe. And it's aimed to teach developers how to use, uh, how to use things like, uh, like iOS native APIs from C-sharp, Android native APIs from C-sharp, and also uh, to take advantage of things like uh, of, of cloud services like uh, Parse or Azure mobile services. Mm -hmm. So it is very, very focused. It's not, uh, it's not the general purpose mono conference that we've done in the past. Um, and we have, you know, half of it is training, half of it is, uh, is actual sessions. And I think that the guys that are running the conference, uh, again, the guys in San Francisco, uh, they're doing a great job with, uh, with putting the program together. Uh, I think they, they have great entertainment. It's going to be in the city of Austin, mm -hmm. which has the amazing Torchy's Tacos. So, if, <laughs> heard about that you all really about need the tacos to, it's uh as a mexican that grew up in mexico city i have to say torches tacos are some of the best i've had nice so definitely worth uh, checking torches tacos that evolve miguel if you ever find your way down in the mystic connecticut area you need to go okay. to a restaurant in stonington borough mm -hmm. and the uh, owner is from mexico city he opened a restaurant in new york city had enough of that after about three years and moved up here. And man, it is really good. Really good. Well, and it's off, it's not Tex-Mex. It's authentic Mexican. Yes. That's, that's the thing, right? A lot of people think of Mexican food as Tex-Mex. Right. Um, well, I can't wait. Well, I'll definitely drop you an email when I go there. Mole and ceviche and oh, fish oh, tacos. And, oh, and yeah. ceviche. Something you don't really get when you go to a Mexican food restaurant here. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to find. Mm-hmm. Well, you got this conference is two training days and two conference days. Like that's a four day show. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I actually when when you look at everything that we have to cover, it it doesn't feel like enough. I I feel like we need to have a a month, a whole month of uh, of this. But uh, but I the idea was shut down very quickly. Our heads would explode. I know, but there's it's it's a it's such a fascinating space. This uh, this whole. It's, you know, when we're doing, I, I probably said this before to you guys, but when we're doing uh, C Sharp on Linux, I remember being very proud of having some five or six major apps on Linux. Sure. Built with, and I was like, wow, right. yeah, we have five or six major apps. And and it just doesn't compare with mobile. Now, I, I, I cannot even list the top 100 
uh, apps build with Moro and C Sharp anymore. Mm. I, I, it's very hard to keep track of them. It is such a dynamic space and uh, such a fast. I mean, yeah. I still Linux, but it's uh, this is a this is like living a life in the fast uh, lane. <laughs> Do you have Linux machines running in your house? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> what do they do? One of them is a TiVo. Okay. Right. And um, yeah, I do still have a Linux desktop. So I still have my Linux desktop at home. Um, yeah, sure. But I'm, I, you know, I just hesitated for a second because I, I just realized I haven't turned on the monitor in a long time. Um, ah, it's just running. Uh, yeah, I wonder if I could, you know, save some money on my electricity bill. <laughs> It is kind of sad, I know, but now I, I, I do so much stuff in OSX. Uh, it's where you're living. I, you know, I still have uh, I still have my Linux. I have my Linux machine at work. I have my Mac and my Windows. And I actually like Windows 8 uh, very much. Uh, provided you get a dedicated Windows 8 machine with mm, the right. touch screen, I think it's uh, it's pretty good to use. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really like the Windows 8 on the on the small on the Samsung tablet. It wasn't really my thing. Um, and also, once you put Visual Studio, there's really no space for anything else. Yeah. My wife and I just went uh, Ultrabook shopping for her. She got a Windows 8 touch screen. Um, I believe it was a Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She likes it a lot. I, I do like the Windows 8, uh, I have to say. It's not, it, I still, I find the going back and forth a little bit difficult to get used to, but, uh, but it's a much better experience than the, that the, the small tablet with the small disk space. Yeah. Is big. I have a big Dell. I don't know what it's called, but it's one of those nice touch screens. Nice. Hey, Miguel, are you paying any attention to the new BlackBerry? Uh, yes, yes, we. I am. Uh, I am. I. I like what they've done. I mean, I've, I've been a. I've been a fan. I've been a fan of their operating system of QNX for many years. Yeah. I started work. I, you know, in my Unix days, QNX. When I started doing Unix, it was all about kernels, and I loved kernels. So I read every paper on QNX and every internal detail about QNX. Uh, but it was a commercial thing. Then Linux happened, so I didn't really pay attention. Uh, but um, you know, I like the operating system. I like the design principles. I like what they've done, and obviously, what they've done with the UI is is very impressive for for a company that uh, that really hasn't you know, kept up with the market. So Well, it really doesn't know much about building developer APIs. Like the development experience for the BlackBerry in the past is pretty horrendous. I'm hoping they're going to fix that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you can run out Mono on the on the BlackBerry and you can run Mono game, this XNA implementation on awesome. BlackBerry. So uh, there's some motion in that direction. That's good. Um, but, you know, I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that... Uh, any platform that uh, gets enough developers gets uh, a Xamarin story, yeah, uh, and and that people can use C sharp there. So we're paying close attention, and uh, it looks, you know, congratulations to BlackBerry. They've done a, a phenomenal job with this launch. Uh, I was very surprised. I haven't touched one of those devices yet. Uh, but, yeah. Do you know anything about the new OS? Uh, I know it's QNX based. I know the yeah. tool is based on Qt. Um, which is a C++ API. And uh, I know that we are investing heavily on C++ interop. So um, so that's all I know. <laughs> I did work on QNix in the 80s. That's how long ago that is. Because you're right, Linux totally overwhelmed it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, every, and every Unix flavor by, in, by the 90s. 
That is correct. Yes, it it's kind of over. Them. It, it knocked them. Yeah, it knocked them. Um, but it it still had a very interesting design. So I, I like the the creator. What was the name of the creator? He was a um, he was a phenomenal guy that wrote all the all of these um, all of these papers. I can't remember his name now. Um, anyways, I, I was always uh, I was always very impressed with his work. Miguel, I think you have the best job in this industry. Seriously, oh. you, you're you're awesome. Just keep rocking. I mean, you get to truly uh, innovate at that low level, you know, C++ interop for the powers of good. Come on. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We'll let some other people build the next Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. In Visual Studio. Gotta love it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good afternoon. All right. And good luck. And we'll see you next time on The Tablet Show. Just try and it will give You're not the only one with no doubt